Kevin Gossman is on the bump today. His location has improved dramatically with that fastball. He is 83 and 86 for his career. And then, as you mentioned, he's pitched a lot against the Boston Red Sox. This is his 23rd career start against Boston. Pop up, looped. Chapman racing out, racing, racing, diving. He can't get it. Durant's heading for second. Here's the throw. It gets through. He's going to hold at second base wisely because it was backed up by Guerrero. So that winds up a double. Great effort by Chapman. I didn't think he had a chance. I was shocked he even had a shot at this. But Durant, we've seen this before. He hits a ball four or five feet to the right or left of an outfit. He's going two all day long. Here's Justin Turner to big series in Toronto. Strike three called, says Jacob Metz, the home plate umpire. That was not a swinging strike, that was a called strike. Alrighty, everybody, we are back on the Foul Ball Podcast, presented by the Foul Ball Podcast itself, where everything related to us is found at our website, foulballpodcast.com. And we are here today to talk about a season that is getting more wacky by the minute. And let us explain, because we just finished up a series against the Toronto Blue Jays up in Toronto, where we came out with a sweep. We were on the right side of the sweep, okay? Seeing as we won against the Blue Jays on the 30th, five to nothing, I believe that was our first shutout of the season. So all in all, good game, defense showed up, offense showed up. Everybody did their job the way it needed to be done, which is something we haven't been able to say in quite some time. Right, let's take a moment to recognize that. Everything worked. Offense worked, defense worked, pitching worked. We actually were able to field the ball, which is again, yet another thing we haven't been able to say in a long time now. The fact that we're saying it it, feel, it feels good, right? I know there's been a lot of negativity surrounding that. So now that we get to be positive, it's a great thing. So we move into the game on July 1st, Saturday's game. That was a last-minute game. Down to the wire, Jaron Duran. That's a name we haven't really been able to talk about for a long period of time. He is really starting to excel his game in a profitable manner in the sense that he almost made history on Saturday's game, right? In fact, history in the sense that he was able to get five doubles, which hasn't really been done a lot before. And so still, he didn't get it. Still four doubles is something to be happy about, especially in his case when his bat can really be on and off and really not much of an in-between. And so I said last case, or last minute rather, in terms of the game. So we were in the ninth inning. We almost tied it. We almost let Toronto tie. And then we were able to get a home run, make that gap a little bigger in terms of the score. And then for the final out in regular baseball Regulation. Toronto sent a runner around third because the ball was hit out to the right field corner. Their final runner came around third, started to head for home in order to tie the game seven to seven. We were able to get the ball to the catcher just in time to get him out at home. 
Should have Toronto sent that runner home? Probably not. We got the ball there just in time. But with the in reality of things, we had a, an extra second or two to kind of adjust and get the catcher in position to get that runner out. And so it would have probably been a smart decision on our end to not only get ready for it, but it would have been a better decision on their end to keep the runner at third and give an extra batter to see if they could get him in. And so at the end of the day, they won that in pristine fashion. Well, I should really say classic Red Sox fashion, right? Our closing pitcher, not really closing the game, but a win's a win, right? I'm not going to be picky. I'm not going to get all upset about a win, considering the fact that it helped us, it helped us really get back into average baseball, average .500 baseball, because after that, we really got back into above average baseball because on Sunday, the 2nd of July, we were able to win again, another game in classic Red Sox fashion, down to the wire, where Doogie, Doogie Big Bats, Alex Verdugo, hit a home run and won the game. It was tied 4-4 for quite a while. Verdugo comes up, makes the home run look easy, and there's another win in the books. So that conversation should lead us into what I mentioned earlier with it being a wacky season, right? We go from sweeping the Yankees to breaking even with the Minnesota Twins to losing the series against the Chicago White Sox, losing the series against the Miami Marlins, Teams that we've had success against in the past, and we couldn't do a thing. We couldn't. We got nothing done. And then we come here and beat Toronto, which in fact, we're currently undefeated against Toronto, funny enough. Last year, we had a miserable record against Toronto. Miserable. We could not get a win against them, no matter how hard we tried. And now that Toronto's doing, I think, a little bit better than they have in the past, we get all the wins away from them. And then now we're going into a series in which will also help us to find more of our character, especially with the All-Star break coming up. We don't want to have a losing record with the All-Star break coming up here in a few days. We just don't. And now it's going to be a pivotal time from here on out that will really help us elevate our game, especially against the competition, right? The AL East is a hard division. I'll give the Red Sox that. It's, it is hard. For a while there, we were the only team with a losing record, right? And with our record, with a 43-42 and 42 record, we wouldn't be in fifth in other divisions. We would be first place. So moving forward, I think... It is also important to discuss the fans really quickly. This is a conversation that I had over the weekend with a few folks, and I think it's a really interesting conversation. And I know I've seen other people tweet about it too. The fans. 20 years ago, fans could get in for a really cheap night out, and they were genuine fans. 
like real fans. They wanted to be there. They were in the game. They were in it to win it. And they had high expectations. I mean, granted, fans now still have those high expectations. But I don't think they're into the game as much as they were. Mostly due to the reason that they're looked at, look, they're looked at as dollar signs rather than people, right? They're just a tiny little puzzle piece in the overall business, rather than folks just wanting to catch a good game and really get to see exciting action, right? It's I think it's just a major shift that we've seen, especially as baseball's evolved over the span of that. 20 year time span and so how how will that change right how do we get fans back in the game of baseball again back in the action and just being there just to be there rather than going and getting kicked out or going and just not even paying attention right interesting topic that'll be a continued conversation for next time especially as we aim to really talk more over their all-star break about other things and this will be our fun topic to discuss so again something to think about i wanted to hear happy fourth of july weekend everybody and until next time let's go red sox and he's got himself another knock as he drives that one into right field he's three for three Rafi's on with the Red Sox, down a run, 3-2 in the six. Ref Snyder's over two, there goes Raphael, and there's a base hit. That's headed toward the alley. Devers to third, took a look over the shoulder. They'll stop there. Ref Snyder, the lefty killer, does it again. Hamilton with a hard-earned walk, and that loads the bases for the Red Sox here in the six. And Connor Wong strides up. 3-2. Got him! home run of the game. through Bell to pitch that he can really handle a breaking ball down and Bell deposited it in the seats. Yeah, it's really surprising to choose to throw that pitch to Brandon Bell. Bell has two hits against Nick Rivera. Ford twice while doubling all three times. There's a drive out to left. Marshall back all the way to the wall. And that ball on the top of the wall. Into second base, he will stop right there. The home plate umpire coming down the line. And he's got himself another two-base hit and ties the record. Just misses a home run by a couple inches. So he ties the club record with this shot that was inches from getting out. Four for four, four doubles for Jaron Duran. Justin Turner now. Little looper toward right field, racing out Merrifield. Can't get to it. Here comes the run. Springer will not throw home, and the Red Sox are on the board again. And for the third time today, it's Jaron Duran. Well, that is a beautiful thing. This is good, yet risky base running from Jaron Duran. He took off on contact. He did not think Merrifield was going to get this ball, and he almost did. He trailed by a couple of runs, and it's always beautiful base running when it works. No run here at the top of the seven. And now Alex Verdugo on the infield. Tapper here. Chapman will go. Turner's heading for third. Here's the throw. Gets by. It's down the line. And bobbled. And he will score.
The Red Sox have tied it on a gentle little chopper on the infield, and it's a 4-4 game. Well, sometimes you got to be aggressive, right? You got to make some things happen. And to be honest, Varsho bobbles this ball down that left field line. He was actually there backing this up. He takes off. Marshall bobbles it. Got a top. Dugo is hitless in this ball game. There's a swing and a drive. Doogie hopped all over it, and she is gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the Sox lead it 5-4. Last home run was May 1st against these Blue Jays. And boy, did he enjoy this one.